You know, I actually, you may not believe it, but I have habits in my life for pretty much everything that I do. I have very specific habits for eating, obviously. That's no mystery to you. You can tell by looking. I wear the black because it's so slimming. Um, I have habits for my physical health, things that I do not do all the time. (laughs) I have habits for what I do with technology, with my phone and my laptop, my computer. I have habits in my life for how I get my day started. I have habits in my life for how I end my day. I have habits for my workflow. I have habits how I kind of unwind and chill at home. I have habits for how I deal with people, habits for how I make decisions, habits for how I choose what I'm going to do, and how I choose where I'm going to go, how I choose what I'm going to participate in, and habits to how I choose what I'm going to skip and not do. When I look at all of these areas of my life, I feel like I need to pause for just a moment, and I have to ask this question to myself. Am I like Jesus? Now, we're tempted to say, kind of, but I I really want to say that for today, at least, and for me, I want to say that is a yes or no question. Makes it more difficult for me. Am I like Jesus, yes or no? And then I need to ask myself a follow-up question, and here's the follow-up question. Do I think I should be like Jesus, yes or no? That's another tough one. And one last question I want to ask myself. Am I vastly different, severely, remarkably more like Jesus at this very moment than I was six months ago? Whoa. Now we're getting serious. If I am... Or if I'm not, here's my last question. Why? Why am I not more like Jesus? Why or why am I more like Jesus than I was six months ago? And I don't want to just say a little bit more like him. I want to say am I remarkably, vastly more like Jesus than I was six months ago? Why or why not? All right, now. You're not off the hook either. (laughs) So for you, it's your turn. You have as many habits as I do. We all have habits for everything we do, and we have even more habits than the ones I just listed. And when you look at your life, ask yourself the very same questions I just asked myself. So here's the first one. When you look at your life, all the areas of your life, you must pause and ask, am I like Jesus? Yes or no? The second question, do I think I should be like Jesus? Yes or no? And one last question, am I vastly, severely, remarkably more like Jesus at this very moment than I was six months ago? And the very last question, why? Now, who we are, who we are as individuals, that's our character, right? If we were to say, oh, he has good character, or oh, he has bad character, that's our character, who we are as individuals. Our character describes that that main part of us, that that, uh, substantial, that essential nature of each one of us. It's who we really are when no one is looking. That's our character. And your character is you. My character, that is me. My character equals Harley, okay? So how do we get that character? How do we get the character that we have? I would like to present this. I would like to say that our character is the sum total of all of our habits. 
So that character of Harley, that character of Cole, that main essential nature of who we are is this. McKinley has it for us on the screen. Habit plus habit plus habit plus habit. All of my habits added together equals Harley. That's me. Yeah, and, and it's interesting because that's not just about us individual. Yes. Uh, but it really goes um, deeper than that for what we're talking about this morning. Because remember, everything that we've talked about uh, for the entire month of, what is it, July? July. Yes. Everything that we've talked about for July is really trying to clearly, concisely, well, we've tried to be concise. We may have failed at that sometimes, but very clearly said, this is who we are at Stuttgart Harvest Church. This is our vision. These are our elements. These are our core values. This is who we are. Always and forever. At least that's who we want to be. So we're not just talking about this as an individual. We're talking about it as a church as a whole. Right. Who we are as an entire body yeah. of people called Stuttgart Harvest Church. And that is one reason why we have worked so very hard. And, and we really, we fight, not among ourselves, but we work hard. We fight to keep our values real values. We don't want them to just be posters in the hallway. When you walk down the hallway, those are our values. We don't want them to just be written words that are hanging on a wall with no real meaning. Our values should represent habits of Stuttgart Harvest Church. Well, I mean, if you take, like what you said, value plus value, uh, or, or habit plus habit plus habit equals who you are, who you right. are as in your identity, the sum total of our habits, habit plus habit plus habit plus habit, equals Stuttgart Harvest Church. Yeah. That's who we are. Yeah. And we, we talked about last week, Matthew chapter 25, verses 36 through 39, uh, the great commandment, the great commission. Yes. I mean, really, who are we? Well, it's Cole's getting ready to read this off the screen for us, but I, I want to highlight this. This is our verse today. Yeah. I mean, this is the springboard into absolutely everything we're going to talk about, everything we're going to do. And literally, Cole's going to read it right off that screen. So, McKinley, if you'll help us out. So, Matthew 22, starting in verse 36. Teacher, which is the most important commandment in the law of Moses? What is it? What's the number one A most important thing? Verse 37, Jesus said, he replied, you must love the Lord your God with all your heart, all your soul, and all your mind. So, love God. And then in verse 38, he says, this is the first and greatest commandment. This is number one. If you're going to make one thing the priority in everything when it comes to following me, yeah. this is it. This is the priority. And then he goes on in verse 39, he says, but there's a second one that's really equally as important, and it's love your neighbor as yourself. Yeah. So those two, those two concepts... Love God, love others. That is what we as a church are called to do. And so to make that as easy as possible to understand, we have what we call our vision. Uh, and if you've ever... You know, most people in their, in their working environment, depending on where, what type of, uh, of a background they come from, most businesses, they have a vision. They have a vision statement or a mission statement. Our vision is very, very simple, and it is 100% based on love God and love others. Yeah. Matthew 22. And our it's going to be on the screen. It's on the screen. It's we are helping lives change by loving the Father. And now that is where we get love God, that very first top priority. And so then it goes loving on. Loving the Father, family, and friends. And then we kind of tag on that. We say, because that makes Jesus smile, and we want to make Jesus smile. That's our vision. Yeah. That is what we are trying to accomplish at Stuttgart Harvest Church. Now, we're going to, because we have been called by Jesus to do those two things, to love God and to love others, we want to kind of recap where we have been the previous weeks, and then we're going to pick up these last values and kind of help you understand what they are. So how do we do what McKinley has on the screen here? This being our vision statement, we're helping lives change by loving the Father, family, and friends. That makes Jesus smile, and we want to make so Jesus smile. So that's our vision. How do we do it? Well, let's, let's look at it. Yeah, here's let's the big picture. The big picture, kind of the overall. We have what we call our level one value, and that is the 
priority. Yeah. And that is, it's all about loving God. Remember, Jesus said, love the Lord your God with all your heart, all your mind, all your, that's it. Everything so that's about you. that's our number one value. And what we're, we're going to come back to this particular, uh, um, whatever you call it, this slide frequently this morning, because we want, this is the map of where we're going with all of these values. They're listed in priority order, and this priority was given to us by Jesus, so the one at the top, and then it goes all the way down, and we're going to kind of explain that. So we'll come back to this map this morning several times, but here is, as Cole said, the level one value, the top priority, all about loving God. Worship. We call it worship. Now, we describe worship as not just something that happens an hour every single day in all Worshiping God is actually something that happens all day long, every single day in all of our lives. We're all worshiping something. As a Christ follower, we want that to be Jesus. And so we say it's worshiping God with our lifestyle. True worship leads to life change. So it's every decision we make, everything we think about, everything we say is either glorifying God or not. And then you ask the question, okay, worship, that's y'all's definition of worship. That is Stuttgart Harvest Church's definition of worship. How do I really know? How do I, and, and we call it a habit check. A habit check. And for us, the habit check, because remember, who we are is habit plus habit plus habit plus habit. So a habit check for Stuttgart Harvest Church, for us, is, is really this. We know that we're worshiping Jesus and Jesus alone when everything that I have, it's at God's disposal. My money is at God's disposal. My time is at God's disposal. My relationships, my stuff, my emotional margin. Yeah, I didn't have that on this screen this morning, but I'm glad you said that because as we were planning this out, Cole said, listen, even when my, the, describe that for him. So the emotional margin? Yeah. So the emotional margin is when I am... And, and I've experienced this uh, a lot Even this, this morning. Yeah, this morning was, was an interesting <laughs> morning. But even when I only have so much bandwidth yeah. in my, uh, my ability to function, and when that bandwidth, that emotional bandwidth, when it is replaced and it is taken by other things, and I do not give God any room. Uh, stress, anxiety. Stress, anxiety. Schedule. Fear, schedule, the amount of time that I'm putting in whatever, my job, my family, whatever it might be, I'm not giving God my emotional margin. Yeah, because there's none left. There's none left. None left. All right, so that is the habit check. So that's the habit. We say if we add this habit to all the other habits, so let's go back to our big picture. The big picture reminds us, so there's that value number one. We're getting ready to move to that value number two. So Which here's where we are on the map. all about loving people. Yes. Because that's what Jesus said. Yes. In fact, all three of those level twos, and we have also, uh, Cole and I have placed these as best we can in our human effort. We've placed these in a priority as well under worship. And that first one, I starts, can't even it read it. It starts with acceptance. Yeah, acceptance. It begins with acceptance. And, and we define acceptance, or we talk about kind of the way we have put words to that concept of acceptance, beginning right where you are and growing one step at a time. We throw lifelines. We do not throw rocks. Right. That's uh, a big deal. That's, that's big. And so what we mean by that, that statement is we simply love people where they're at. Right where they are. Right where they are at that moment. That's the lifeline aspect. We, you know, we're, not, we're not judging people who are in the process of, of, of coming to Jesus and people who are trying to follow Jesus. We're not judging. We're not here to throw rocks at them when they mess up. Right. We are people who are searching for Jesus. I don't want throwing a rock at Yes. I know. Right. We throw lifelines, loving lifelines. We throw our hand out and say, grab my hand. That's my best attempt at Arnold Schwarzenegger. I mean, you have done some awful things in that one's on the list. That's on the list. That's on the list. Uh, well, Don't maybe not the most. <laughs> I'm going to do it again. I but am. But for us, acceptance yes. is, is the number one yeah. level two value. Yes. Because Jesus said, love God, love others. And we love others by first yes. accepting. Now, how do we know? What's the habit check? There are several. 
There's a lot of ways you could, so many directions you could go with this habit check. But we think it can be simplified by just saying, I'll know that I'm accepting others like Jesus accepted others. When, when the people that have hurt me um, or who don't necessarily agree with my worldview on things, when that person, I'm ready to see them. Yeah. I'm ready when that person, if that person were to walk in the door at Stuttgart Harvest Church, that person that no one thinks is ever going to, and you've heard this term, darken the doors of a church, right? That person that we would never expect them to walk through the doors. Other people, they may turn their heads and they may say, I don't, me, I'm going to turn and I'm going to walk to that person and I'm just going to accept them right where they are because yeah. I'm moved by love. I'm moved by compassion, and it's just part of an ongoing investment that I'm making into that life um, of someone that other people may not accept. They may, in fact, judge that person and not accept them at that place where they're at at that moment. Now, as you said, Cole, there's other ways for us to know that, but those are three big ways that a habit that we want to form in our lives as being people of Stuttgart Harvest Church that will, we will add to the worship habit. Well, you know, that's easy. Well, not, that's not easy. That, that's not true. It is not easy to accept a person where they are. But it's easy to give that lip service, I guess. To oh, yeah. Degree. But w now the next priority in our level two of loving others, the, the number yeah. three, if you will, mm -hmm. that actually requires, well, it requires something that we're going to be doing today. Yeah. It requires something called service. Yes. Serving that person. So that's the next one. Now with service, we're talking about us investing in the lives of other people, people who are outside of this building um, and where Stuttgart Harvest Church meets and also serving people inside of Stuttgart Harvest Church. Uh, and we say this because a lot of times people say, oh, just I'm not ready to serve. I, I'm not good enough to serve. But here's what we say about that. We don't wait until we get better and then serve. Actually, we serve to get better. It's just part of the process. And, you know, when I am willing to go outside of my comfort zone to serve someone, especially when I'm willing to go outside of my comfort zone to serve someone who may not exactly be the person that I expected to, again, darken the doors of the church. When I'm willing to go outside of my comfort zone to do that and to serve that person, when I'm out of my, uh, you know, I'm out of my element, when I'm doing that, then I'm serving the way Jesus does. Mm -hmm. When I'm willing to do something, here's another habit check, when I'm willing to do something that might be a little humiliating like to Arnold me. Like Schwarzenegger? Oh, yes, I'm willing to everybody. do that. Yeah. Take my hand! That's two. That's two. Was it better? No, it was all right. I felt like that one was better. No. Um, <laughs> so, but you know what, we, we experienced some of that during this series as we have asked you to go and, and live this slogan, you before me, when I'm willing to do something that might be a little humiliating, might feel a little foolish, might be a little humbling. Yeah. When we talked about doing something like taking these cards the gas out. station blitz was not comfortable for me at all. It, 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 it's just possible yeah. That stepping outside of that comfort zone and being willing to do something like that, it really, that is a growth process a for, for ourselves. Me, a big one for me, when I know that I am serving like Jesus would serve, a mm -hmm. big one for me, and actually a big one for a big part of my family, I think they would all agree with this, is if I'm willing to try and possibly fail and be willing to try again, yeah. that's when I know I'm serving like Jesus would serve. Or basically, if I'm just willing to do anything that's needed, if that means that I need to clean a toilet? Yeah. I'll clean a toilet. Yeah. Because that, that's, it's, a, that's yeah. what we are. I mean, every once in a while we walk by, we see something on the floor, and we have a choice. We can walk by it or we can pick it up. Usually uh, my you daughter know? is the one that put it on the floor. <laughs> so, you know, I have to pick it you up. Know, and, but there's, you know, willing to do whatever's needed as we look around and see what is needed as we serve as a family at Stuttgart Harvest Church, as we are now in the process of 
literally right now regrowing those children's teams that have taken a hit over the COVID-19 because there are some folks who aren't afraid to come out and begin serving again. And so we are reforming, literally reforming those right. kid teams. So as we are in this level two of loving others, we've already talked about loving God through our worship. And then loving others through acceptance, loving others through serving that person. And then the third uh, priority, the third thing, is loving others through community. Yeah. We talk about this as experiencing life in unity together as really a family. And that's where we get the thing that we talk about loving you know, loving God, that makes sense. Loving our friends, our family, loving family. That is, we're talking about the church family, the Stuttgart Harvest Church family, and that happens in community, in our small groups, experiencing life unity as we grow. And we say this, that deep life change happens as we are learning to do this life together. And the environment where we try to do that, We call Cole, it small groups. That is, that is what we call small groups at Stuttgart Harvest Church. And we know where we feel like a good habit check is I know I'm in community the way Jesus would be in community when I'm making being a part of a small group a priority over other things and other things that may be important as well. So when I'm making a small group, uh, a, a relationships inside of a small group, when I'm making that a priority over you know, that thing that I usually would be doing on Monday night or Tuesday night or Wednesday night, whether it right. be baseball practice or whether it be dance or whether it be, you know, working, whatever it might be. When I'm making that small group a priority, then I'm in community how Jesus is in community because Jesus was in community. He had a small group of people that he invested in and they invested in him. It was his, uh, of course, his disciples. Uh, his, uh, we call them the apostles as well as some very close friends. Mm -hmm. It was yeah. a small group. Very. And we think about Jesus's relationship with the crowds but most of his time was spent in that small group. That's true. And in that, that is where Jesus experienced with his small group, the same thing he wants us to experience. And that is when we begin, here's another habit check. I know that I'm experiencing community the way Jesus did. When I have an abundance of love and grace and forgiveness for not just anybody, for people who have irritated and hurt me, in my small group. That's very specific, that is isn't very, it? That is, that is uncomfortably specific. <laughs> it is, uh, that's a great way to word it because it is. Now, so that's everything that we've been talking about to this point. We talked about yes. our level one, loving God. Our level two, loving others. Loving, loving the family and loving our friends. And describe that, for instance, for just a moment, because I, I didn't do that a second ago. When we say family in that vision statement, we're talking about the church family. When we say friends, that's everyone around us who is searching for Jesus. Right. And they may not know that it's Jesus they're searching for, but it's everyone around us who might be disconnected from Jesus. Okay, so those so are the two. As we move on then to our next level, our, what we call our level three values, uh, that's, really, that's really how we do those things. That's mm -hmm. really a big part of what that means at Stuttgart Harvest Church and how we accomplish those other values. And really, these aren't even in a priority. These are actually all on the same tier. These are, uh, it's how we implement the values that we've already talked about. That's our level three values. So the, for us, the picture here of this too, it's, it's, it's a, we, we're going to zoom out and look at a big picture as we grow. And then in a moment, we're going to zoom in and get smaller. So right. we're talking about getting bigger, we're talking about getting smaller, and then we're talking about how we can remain effective. Right. Give us the first one. So, so as we grow bigger, we're actually growing smaller at the same time and becoming more and more effective. And we do that with these three values. Focus, change, yep. and multiplication. So we're going to start with multiplication, yes. which is growing bigger. So we want to grow bigger through multiplication. We want to multiply Christ followers. We want to multiply small groups. We want to multiply churches throughout the entire world. Um, because the church, it's not actually here for us. The church isn't here for me. Um, I, as a part of the church, am actually here for the world. Yeah. And, and that's, there's a big habit check that can come with, with that statement. I know that I'm multiplying 
the way Jesus would have me multiply, when I consistently have someone not deeply involved in a church sitting with me on a Sunday morning. That's a big habit check because that means I'm thinking outside of myself, I, I, I'm, I, I'm, which is the command of Jesus to, to, to love others. And then we talked about last week, he's, it's not just love them, but to go and make disciples. So as we're trying to multiply followers of Jesus, we're also, we talk about multiplying our small groups because as we bring more people in and as we multiply, we've got to have more small groups. So a part of multiplication for Stuttgart Harvest Church, also a good habit check is I'm willing to help new groups form. I'm willing to help new groups start by joining a newly forming group and helping others to lead. So even though I may have been in that small group for two years, three years, because we need more, I'm willing to go over and do something a little bit different and help form a new small group. Yeah, and maybe not be the leader, but it might be, but to help that leading process even. So we are multiplying followers of Jesus. We are multiplying our small groups. We're also multiplying churches. Yeah, and you know, we had to hit the pause button for a while. because COVID hit the pause. We didn't co- hit the pause button. Right. COVID hit the pause COVID button. COVID hit the pause button for us on our efforts to multiply as a church. But, you know, it, it's just a pause button because we are still in the process. In fact, there may be someone at this very moment or this week who listens to and takes part in this worship experience online from the Malvern area because we have not started a church there yet, and so they may be taking part and listening uh, to what we're doing right now. We're, we're just, we've hit the pause button until we can begin an, another uh, movement, right. another thrust that direction. So as we're growing bigger through multiplication, we're also growing smaller through a value that we call focus. Yes. Now, focus, uh, it's simply, we hit, this is all we're trying to do. We want to lead people toward an intimacy with God, loving the Father, community with Christ followers, that's a small group, and influence with those who are searching. And that is all those friends around us who are not yet connected to Jesus. You see, we don't try to do everything at Stuttgart Harvest Church. We're just simply trying to do a few things really well. Now, to say that we get bigger through multiplication and we get smaller through focus. Here's the, what that, the nitty-gritty of what that means. Everything we do, from a fish fry to a pumpkin patch in the back to a free barbecue giveaway to our worship experience on Sunday, everything we do is going from bigger to smaller as we are hoping to point everyone toward their next step toward being involved in a small group. That's our focus. Our focus is to reach out to the world around us, help them connect with Jesus, and make their way into a small group where they can learn how to do this life in unity. And a part of focus, a habit check for us that we are truly focusing is if I can clearly explain to someone what Stuttgart Harvest Church's vision, values, and strategy is, that's great. If, if I am more concerned about keeping the main things, the main things, rather than trying to do more and more and simply staying focused on the few things that we said, we're not going to do everything, but we're going to do these things really well. This is a tough one. Okay. When I'm willing to stop doing some some good things, some good ideas. When I'm willing to stop doing some good ideas, even if those ideas have become a tradition, when I'm willing to stop some good things that maybe have become kind of a tradition at Stuttgart Harvest Church so that I can instead focus on the better things, the best things, the clearest, most effective next steps, that's when I know that I'm focusing on the level that Jesus focused because Jesus didn't try to do it all. He didn't even try to heal everybody. everybody. I mean, he focused his efforts. And so that's a big part. That's, uh, so we've got uh, the first one, which is multiplication. Let's go, back to our, let's go back to our big picture here. So we've got multiplication, focus, and here's the third one on that very same tier, and that is 
change. So multiplication, we're zooming out. We're saying, let's look at the big picture. We need to grow. God desires all living, healthy things grow. And then let's zoom in as we focus on seeing people make their way to the small group. And now we're going to try to become more and more and more effective. And that's where our value of change comes in. And here's what we say about change. We are evaluating and creatively innovating for effectiveness. In fact, our environments, are which the worship experience is one, small groups are one, all the steps in between and around us, those are all environments we try to create. And those environments, all of them, are continually changing and improving. That's our hope. Right. We want to and do it better. So for us, that habit check, again, every value has a habit check where we can say, are we doing this? Are we accomplishing this value the way we think we should, the way we want to? And a habit check for that value, that level three value of change as we're trying to become more and more effective in accomplishing our vision, it's, I know I'm changing and creatively innovating for effectiveness when I evaluate what I participated in with Stuttgart Harvest Church and I come up with a list for me to do to help me be better at it the next time. So I'm constantly evaluating. And for each step that I'm involved with, for each step that I'm involved with, I'm looking for engaging and extra, uh, extraordinary ways to help make those things uh, more obvious, more clear, better. So I'm not afraid in my evaluation to say, that didn't work. It didn't work. We need to change that. How can we do it better? You know, what do we need to do? And um, that's a big step. Here's another one. In my mind and the actions that I take, effectiveness is more important than tradition. That's a big that's, step. That, and that's, that's probably... If you were to ask the typical person around this area which value we are probably known the most for, it's probably going to be that value. It, maybe not the only value, we hope, but that's one that was going to be mentioned the most is that value of change because we are not going to be afraid to do anything if it means we can be more effective. Yeah, right. If it's moral and legal, if we don't find a command that redirects us in the Scripture, man... We're willing to do we'll, it. We'll try anything. We're willing to try it. So our vision, our vision is what we do. We love the, we love the Father, we love the family, and we love the friends. We're, we're, and that's, that's our vision. Our vision is what we do. Our values, our values are the attitudes by which we do it. So let's go kind of back to where we started. If enough of us at Stuttgart Harvest Church leave any of these values, we will become a very different church. If anybody chooses kind of the buffet version of church where you go through all these values and you say, okay, I'll take that, I'll do that one, I'm willing to do that one, and I'll do that one, I'm going to pass on the feeling a little, stepping outside of myself, feeling a little foolish. I'm going to pass on that. I don't necessarily want to humble myself. I'm going to pass on that, but I'll do this one, and I'll do, I'm going to pass on this one, this one, this one. If we begin to treat it as a buffet, then we become a very different church. That's the reason that we work so hard and we fight so hard um, to keep these things that we just mentioned as our habits, because habit plus habit plus habit plus habit equals who we are. That's our identity. And that's right. why we fight so hard to keep those values as our habits, because we are convinced that that's who Jesus has called us to be. It's, it's not who Jesus maybe has called any other church to be, but that's who we're convinced that Stuttgart Harvest Church has been called to be. Yeah. Now, this has all been on the church level. But we don't want to end this series on the church level. Today, we want to end on the individual level because it is individuals inside of the church together that make this happen. So let's not end on the church level. Let's look at the individual level. Now, we said as we started that your character, your personal character, is who you are when nobody is around. 
Now, we can become more like Jesus by practicing his lifestyle habits. So here we go. So on that character, you know, on that, that question of my character, if, if, if you're not happy with your character, oh, yes. am, am I stuck with that character? Mm-hmm. Am I stuck with that yeah. character yeah. of who I am when nobody else is around it? And the answer, honestly, and I hate these answers, <laughs> by the way. I hate these answers. I can remember one time when I was in college. I used this phrase, and I got a lot of points taken off because oh. the professor was like, you can't say this. You can't say yes and no. It's not, yeah. you know, that has nothing to do with this. I just thought I'd throw it out there. But it's the answer to the question, can I, am I stuck with my character? Can I change my character? The answer is, well, yes and no. Okay, yes explain no. that. So, yes, you are stuck with your character. I am stuck with my character. If I just keep on doing um, what I've been doing, to this point. Yeah, I'm stuck with it. There's no way that I can change who I am if I just am accepting and comfortable in who I am. And doing the things I've done to this point, if I keep doing it, I can't change that character. But then the answer is no if I change what I've been doing. If I change my habits. If I uh, look into new habits that leads to a new character. Okay. So I kind of jumped the gun there. So let's, let's ask that question again then. For Cole, for myself, for you, my friends, are you like Jesus? Do each of us pass that test? And if not, Cole says we can be, and I believe that. So if we're going to do that, then here's how we do it. How is that? We can become... We can become like Jesus by simply practicing his lifestyle habits. Okay. So let's jump into our next steps for today as we're ending this teaching this morning. We're flying in for a landing. We're going to suggest to you three habits that Jesus had that if we will put those into our own lives we will be more like Jesus. And if enough of us do it as a church, then we as a church will be more like Jesus and we will accomplish all of these things we just talked about this morning as a church. Here's the first Jesus habit we want to suggest. It involves solitude. It involves prayer. And let's label it by saying this. Do what Jesus did. Let's spend an extended amount of time with the Father. Now, that's described so often in the New Testament as prayer. Now, when you look at the New Testament, you will find many places. Mark chapter 1 is one of those. Many places where Jesus would withdraw, even from his small group, he would withdraw from the large group and the crowds and from his own small group, and he would spend extended time with God the Father. And the disciples knew exactly where to find Jesus. If he was not with them, they knew where he was. He was spending time so often with God the Father. Now, Jesus is perfect. And Jesus, when he was on this earth, was perfectly obedient. Yet, Jesus, who is God, according to Scripture, and I believe that, Jesus spent time with God the Father. You know, it's interesting because the disciples, this must have been such a habit, of such a core value for Jesus. The disciples could have asked Jesus for anything. Yeah. They could have. They could have asked him for anything. And and, and he probably would have done it. Yeah, they could have said, give me more wisdom. Give me more, wisdom, give me more steps. Give me just anything. And yet the disciples, what they asked Jesus for, they asked him to teach them how to pray. Yeah. Teach them how to do what he did, yeah. which is spending extended, spending extended time with the Father. Because prayer is very powerful. Um, prayer is powerful. But the biggest change, it's not around me. It's what's going on in me. It's yeah. me. That's where the biggest you know, A lot of times happens. we spend so much time asking God, change them, change them, change the circumstance. But like Cole said, usually what God ends up doing is instead changing me. Now, 
here's kind of a question related to this whole prayer thing. So, okay, if, if this habit of prayer, extended time with God the Father in prayer, how much of that, you might be thinking, okay, well, how much of that am I going to need to do? Uh, how much, if I want to be different in the next six months, remarkably different? Which I like the way you put that. Uh, am I like Jesus? And then looking at it, am I more like Jesus today than I was six months? So it kind of has that, that journey. Yeah, uh, right, because we never arrive right. this side of heaven. So how much am I going to have to pray in order to be remarkably more like Jesus in six months? And here's my answer. However much you've been praying, I'm going to just say more. More. <laughs> Jesus. It's going to take more. Jesus spent the perfect Jesus, God the Son. He spent a lot of time with God so the Father in prayer. So you're saying there's no such thing as too much. I don't think there is. Yeah. Martin Luther, um, uh, the guy, not King Jr., who's an amazing man, but but Martin Luther, the, the yes, yes, nailing the whole thing. Right. Yes, he said, "I have so." I'm paraphrasing. I have so much to accomplish today that I must spend the first four hours of my day in prayer. <laughs> That's a lot. That's a lot. That's a lot. I don't think I've um, ever spent four hours in prayer. He's got. I've spent four hours sleeping. That started in prayer. <laughs> he had. A Jesus habit. So give us the another second Jesus, Jesus habit. habit. So prayer, spending time with the Father, another Jesus habit. Knowing Scripture, implanting Scripture daily in my mind, in my heart, and in my life. It's up, up on yeah. the screen. You know, those are seeds. Scripture, those are seeds that we plant in our lives. Ah, goodness. I had no clue that... The scriptures that God planted in my life years ago, those scriptures that talk about how in the life of Joseph, what his brothers meant as evil, God, when they sold him into slavery and they talked about and made his life a living hell, and that what his brothers meant for evil, God intended for good. I had no idea what that scripture would mean to me until the day I walked into my house, Cole, and I saw a can of SpaghettiOs sitting on a note that said, I don't want to be married to a pastor anymore. And in that moment, and in that season, as the vision partners surrounded me quite literally, with care and love to help me see how what the evil one intends to use to destroy my life and your life, God can take that and God can turn that into something good. Because after all, this, the scripture in the New Testament that says God can take all the junk around us, all of it, and he can use that to better our lives. Oh my goodness, I, I, I'm astounded at the seeds that God has planted into my life, that later on in life, those seeds were there, they were planted when I was younger, but then when life was turned upside down, God took those, and God grew those into something that I needed in that moment. And Jesus was Jesus knew the scripture. Jesus inspired the scripture. Jesus is God. When Jesus was faced with temptation, we only have 3 recorded. But we know that he was faced the scripture tells us with every temptation we are faced with that kind of temptation Jesus was faced with. And the three that we have recorded, Jesus, what did he use? Did he just backhand the evil one? Did he slam dunk the evil one? Did No, Jesus simply did what he is designed for us as well. He simply did his battle 
through scripture. He just quoted it, and it was there, but those seeds had to be planted in his life. I and need to, as, to move on. And then as we move on to that next Jesus habit, because Harley mentioned it actually, he said that in that season of his life, what he needed in addition to the scriptures that he could go back to and rely on and take those truths and those promises from, he also needed something very tangible. He needed something very in that moment, right then. He needed people to connect with him. He needed yeah. people to uh, gather around him and love him and help him. And that really is that next Jesus habit for us individually, responding to God's unconditional love, responding to God's New Testament church, and responding to those small groups that yeah. we talked about. So the best way we feel like for us to respond to God's love is responding inside that New Testament church, that thing that Jesus died for, the church, uh, the thing that he is coming back for, the church, that thing that he calls his bride, the church. That's where we respond, and Cole said it as well. And then learning how to respond and live that out, and that God's love and respond to God's unconditional love to other people in our small groups. Man, so you might ask, how much am I going to have to do that? Uh, you know, how much? How much do I, how much scripture am I going to have to know in order for me to be more like Jesus than in six months? Well, I'm just going to say, more. <laughs> it's going to take more. How much am I going to have to have that habit of responding to God's unconditional love by being a part of the church? How much by being a part of a small group? I'm just going to answer that. Here's what it's going to take in the next six months. More. So. And you may be asking yourself, man, what, I'm kind of confused what this whole morning has been about. Maybe you're sitting there. I'm kind of confused with the whole month of July. <laughs> What this is, what we just talked about in the last few minutes, and what we've talked about for the entire month of July, this is who Stuttgart Harvest Church is. This is who we are. Yeah. This is our vision. These are our values. This is who we are. We don't claim to be perfect. We don't claim to get it all right. But we feel like that if we can follow those values, those level one, level two, level three values, that are all about connecting and worshiping and loving God and connecting and loving others. Mm -hmm. If we can do those things, we feel like we can accomplish the vision that we feel like God has given us. And so if there's any question, if you're watching us right now and maybe you've never even uh, came, you've connected with us online through this process and you're really wanting to know, who, who are these people? What are they about? This yeah. is what we're about. Please listen to this whole series. This is, who, this is what yeah. we're about. And that leads us to our next step. Yeah. In, in a cup holder that is attached to the chair you're sitting in, we have some of these cards. There's one, two, or three. I don't know how many are there. But I would encourage you to take these cards. And this week, would you join us once again in going out to this time your workplace? And would you do this? Would you practice this hashtag, you before me? Would you do that? Find some way to, uh, to encourage somebody you work with. Maybe you take a granola bar, you attach it to this card and set it on their desk. Maybe uh, you get a Pop-Tart. Don't open the package, please. Just one little no, unit I'm cheap. of two. No, I'm going to get one. I'm going to open the package. <laughs> the pastry. You get one, you get one. <laughs> but give them, give them a Pop-Tart and say, you know, hey, I'm just trying to fuel your day, you know, and, and put this card with it. I like this one better. Uh, get a get a honey bun. Go to Walmart, get some honey buns, and and maybe just put the card on it, sit it on the desk, and say, <laughs> before our buns have to get back to work, this this one's for you. Give it. Just go out and love the people at your work. Let them know. Let them know you love them. God loves them, and this is all part of you before me. And there's one other thing we want to add to this. Um, it is this. Uh, we have uh, today, really, this is for you, our family and our friends here, that we're getting ready to have this fish. But um, uh, in about a month, we're going to have a barbecue where we're just inviting, while supplies last <laughs> is how we're going to be promoting it, um, while supplies last, we're giving away free barbecue right. sandwiches. Yeah. And so... So the, the fish, again, if, if, we've not, if we've not been clear, the fish 
this what we're doing this morning. This is this is to connect with the family. This is to connect with the family. We want to connect with the family. But in two months, the end of September, we're going to be giving away barbecue. And it's about the family connecting and loving the friends. Yeah. And yeah. We're, we're excited about yeah. it, and, and that's, that's coming. And Do that's you know the date offhand? 26. 26. We're going to have part of our church family here preparing it on the 25th. 26, we're going to all give it away on the 26th. So you can begin to invite folks. We're not promising anyone a sandwich because it depends on what time they show up. But we are going to provide it while supplies last. There will be a lot of it. Um, and that's going to be on the 26th of September right here at this facility. Man, what, what, a, what a... Stuttgart Harvest Church, we have been called to a vision that it, it's, it's a race. Yeah, it is. God has called us to run this race as a church, and he's called you to run this race as a family and as individuals. And here's what Cole and I want to say, not just to ourselves, but to you as well. We must finish well. We must finish this race well. We want to love God with everything we have, and we want to love others with everything we have. You know how we do that? Here's how we do it. We just simply need to use everything up. We need to use it up. We actually lose what we spend on ourselves. Let me give you an example. If we give it away, it regenerates. If we spend it on ourselves, we lose it. An example is compassion. If I have compassion for myself, it is wasted, it is lost. But if I have compassion for the hurting people around me, it regenerates. I never lose it. I, it grows and grows and grows. If I have grace only for myself, I lose it. It's wasted. But if I have grace for the people around me, that grace grows and it grows and it grows and I never run out. If I have love for myself, I lose it, it is wasted. But if I have love for the people around me, it grows and it grows and it grows. The same is true with kindness and my finances and my time. What I spend on myself, it is wasted. What I give away to the people around me, that love and that kindness and that grace, it grows. So we end this series, we end this morning, we end this series with two final questions. Yeah. And it's actually the two questions, if you remember, if you were connected or if you've listened to it, it was the two questions that we actually began this yeah. series back the first Sunday in July. Yes. And it's these two questions. Because it's the final exam. It's the final exam. What did you do with Jesus? What did I do with Jesus? Yeah. And then the second question, what did you do with what you were given? Yeah. When I stand before Jesus, I'm going to have to have an answer for those two questions. And my friends, Jesus gave us the questions in advance so that we can pass the test. What did you do with Jesus? What did you do with what he gave you? Now let's pray. God, may we be prepared for that final with you. What did we do with you, Jesus? And Jesus, what did we do with what you gave us? I pray, I pray that we will pass the test. And it is in your name, Jesus, that we pray these things. Amen.